PointClickFish.com. Your connection to the saltwater fishing community brings you Saltwater Fishing Radio. Are you a professional tournament angler, fishing captain, or novice angler looking to learn from the pros? Listen to live discussions from some of the best in the industry, the biggest TV fishing stars, interviews with captains, sponsors, and fishing teams. Your trusted source for the latest tournament updates, industry news, and interviews. It's time to talk fishing with your host, Captain Jay. everyone and welcome to pointclickfish.com saltwater fishing radio show wayne i tell you we've got an excellent show this evening and we wanted to welcome everyone to the show this evening yeah jay good to be back in the studio with you i've um, got a lot going on and uh i'm really excited about our show tonight with uh the, everything that we've had going on i know one of the big things you've been up to here lately is getting everything ready for the upcoming tournament season and that includes with trailers and trucks and just a whole lot of organizing and planning. And if I understand correctly, I think you said you got an update today. Is that right? Yeah, right before the show, I was able to slide back in here to the studio. I, I've been at Down East Off-Road today to check in on the ultimate fishing truck that we're building uh, with them with some excellent partners. And I tell you, it is coming along. Um, we're about, I don't know, three weeks away and we we should be in business and launch this truck and uh, kind of show everyone what we've been up to for months now. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a big part of your uh, you know your live tournament coverage with uh, multiple trailers on the road this uh, upcoming spring and summer. And now having the new truck, it's going to be a uh, a huge asset to the company. And certainly, a lot of people will be able to look for that. It'll be all wrapped up, and you're really getting it getting it rigged out right. Tell us a little bit about what you've uh, what you've got planned for. Well, I tell you, you know, uh, some of the items that we've added to it is a 12,000-pound Warren winch. Uh, it's the new Platinum S-Series with the synthetic rope, iron cross bumpers that are linexed, iron cross side steps, rigid industries, lights, just about everywhere you can think of, catskin leather, a deck system in the bed of the truck, uh, Jason camper shell, um, and then an easy topper system lift that raises it up and down. I mean, there's so much more to this truck, and uh, we're excited to kind of share that with everybody and uh i saw it today and it looked amazing there's just a few items and wiring that we're uh doing to it to be able to make it uh stand out we're actually going to have its own power too we will be able to have a supplier on power when we go to these events yeah well it's uh as much as you and you know your brother are on the road during doing the live tournament coverage during the tournament trail it's uh pretty much you're gonna be living out of this truck so i can't say that i blame <laughs> you for putting so much into it yeah, I tell you, you know, that's one thing I'm, I'm glad you said that is if you're listening to the show and you would like for us to be part of your event, uh, let us know. The the tournament schedule, we, we've got a busy schedule for 2016 that we're working on now. So don't wait, you know, don't wait. Uh, let us know now. And uh, we'd love to come to the event as long as we can work it in our schedule. But it is definitely going to be a big year for us. We're going to be very busy. Yeah. And with this uh weather forecast that we've got bearing down on us and just finally really getting into the the, the beginning of our winter season you're, you're liable to need a four-wheel drive truck here soon we're getting ready to force a lot of people watching all up and down the mid-atlantic seaboard as we've got a weather system moving in and it's it seems like winter's finally kicking in which certainly you know has a pretty drastic effect on our uh, fishing here on the mid-atlantic coast over the past week i've talked to people you know from new jersey all the way down to the coast of florida and everybody's you know concerned about dropping water temperatures and the fact that at least here in North Carolina, our, uh, you know, our fall fishing season is getting ready to, to be done. We had a extended season. I was just out last week, uh, actually still targeting and catching a pretty good speckled trout bite, but the, uh, the water temperatures now, you know, have plummeted. We're looking at, you know, mid forties to lower forties in the sounds here in North Carolina. And uh, that's going to have a pretty dramatic impact on fishing and, and like I was saying earlier regarding your truck, it's probably going to have an impact on the roadways and some of the interior portions of North Carolina and Virginia and up to the mid-Atlantic states. It's uh, looking like we're getting ready to get a blast of cold air and probably some precipitation mixed in with it. Yeah, that's definitely, uh, you know, just part of the whole winter aspect, but hopefully it starts warming up 
soon after that, <laughs> we yeah. can get on to the uh, fishing season. But sometimes with cold weather comes good fishing as well. So and that's something we're yeah. excited to uh, talk about as well. That that's exactly right. And with uh, with our guest tonight from the Grand Slam Sport Fishing Charters up out of Virginia, we uh, we know they've seen some action through the winter season. Our, our late fall extended into the winter season. They just wrapped up a really good striped bass season. It sounds like recently, and got a lot on the on the plans recent here coming up real soon. So we're we're excited to have both uh, Captain Daniel and Keith Legrand on the air, on the show with us tonight to talk to us a little bit about what they've got going on and some of the uh, services they provide and uh, kind of a fishing report from them of what the upcoming season's looking like. You guys here with us? Yes, we're on here. This is uh, Captain Daniel. Hey, this is great. Captain Keith. How you doing? Doing great. We really appreciate y'all taking the time to, to join us tonight and you know, come on on the air with us so that we can uh, talk a little bit about what you guys are are up to both out on the water and uh, what you're planning for the upcoming season. I, I know a little bit about what you all are up to because I've had the chance to talk to you a little bit over the past week. But why don't you let our listeners know where you uh, where you fish out of and just a little bit about your uh, your business there with Legrand Slam Sport Fishing Charters. Yeah, thanks again for having us. Um, we're located here in Lynn Haven Inlet in Virginia Beach. And uh, as you mentioned right now, we're not doing a whole lot of fishing because we're bearing down for this uh, – this coastal storm we're going to have. So instead of loading the fishing boat, we've been loading the duck boat tonight. But uh, here we, and, you know, we're very fortunate in our location at Linhaven Inlet. We have access to, of course, the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel, which is one of the largest reefs in, uh, on the East Coast. It's, of course, man-made, but it holds fish just like a natural reef. And then we also have access to some of the Northeast Canyons, and a uh, short drive away from uh, the uh, Carolina coast at, at Oregon Inlet and Hatteras. So we sit in a very uh, unique spot, and, uh, you know, of course we're kind of biased, but I think maybe besides Florida it might be one of the better places to fish on the East Coast as far as uh, the species and, and what we can encounter on a, a regular basis. Yeah, well, you mentioned the species that you see on a regular basis, and of course, being located right on the Mid-Atlantic, you're influenced not only by the Gulf Stream but the Labrador. So you've really got it. Seems like a, a great year-round fishery, and it seems like you guys are kind of a jack of all trades. Uh, tell us a little bit about your fishing season and what you uh, target as the months pass by. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, we run a, a 27-foot judge center console with a single outboard, so. Uh, some people call us crazy, but we do start our season every year um, now with, in uh, February and March doing commercial bluefin out of Oregon Inlet, which that's always uh, an interesting time and a, a fun thing that we really enjoy. Of course, it's uh, you know something we typically do with just two or three of us. We don't do any charters during that time period, but it's um, certainly pretty intense. Um, and then we usually roll right into our spring fishing here, which we have a you know, very fortunate to have the tall tog that hang around the near shore wrecks and the bridge tunnel. We also have um, the red drum and black drum, which are you know, very large here. Um, most of them average in the 40 to 50 inch range on, on both of those species. And they typically show up uh, when the water temperatures hit 50 degrees um, on a typical year. So that's a lot of fun. And, um, of course, we, we're, you know, as I mentioned, a short drive away from Oregon Island Hatteras, so we, we do get to enjoy the, the cobia fishing down there before, um, of course, they show up in Virginia waters. <clears throat> but typically, um past few years, Memorial Day is when we really kick off our, our charter season here in, in Lynn Haven Inlet. And, um, you know, the cobia are the first to show. And they're typically, that time of year when they're coming in from the ocean, they're mixed in or very close to the big schools of red drum, which uh, yeah. always makes it exciting because, you know, sometimes you'll see a pack of 200 drum with, with a pack of 50 cobia right in the middle of them. And that, of course, you throw a bucktail in there, you don't know what, what you're going to come out with. So uh, yeah. that's that's definitely an exciting time for our clients. And that, um, you know, of course, in that time period, too, we're doing a lot of um, yellowfin fishing, it's uh, typically good here as the fish are working their way up the canyons. And, um, you know, and then that brings us right into our summer fishery. Um, you know, we're very fortunate here that the Cobia spend all summer in the Chesapeake Bay. This is their spawning ground, so we, we do see a lot of the big fish. Um, once they get in the bay, they're, they're spread out. 
but it, it provides action all through the summer, and uh, which is which is great for us. We we really enjoy you know fish around the bridge all that time of year. You can be fishing for flounder and turn around and look, and there's a, a 50 pound Jacobia swimming up to the outboard, and you can take a cast and catch him. Or you may be fishing for sheephead or spadefish or whatever it may be. It's it's just a lot of fun. Um, and then of course the, you know Keith and I also do a lot of marlin fishing. Um, come August, Virginia Beach has been very, very, um, you know, organella as well. We're typically fishing the same waters, but we've had a lot of white marlin here the past uh, five years. It's really been world class. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned a uh, a wide variety of different species, and, of course, you, you talk about bluefin and marlin and, you know, a lot of other things that are they're big fish. And you, you mentioned you're on a 27-foot judge center console, uh, which some people might consider, you know, a, a little bit small boat for some of that. But I know you all have made a good reputation for yourself for targeting big fish from what's relatively small boat. Tell me how you uh, how you rig the boat and how you go about chasing things like bluefin tuna on a on a 27-footer. Well, typically on uh, you know, our boat, we're rigged with the tower, which we leave on uh, all year. And um, you know, when we're fishing for bluefins, we try to keep keep it simple. You know, we don't we don't try to do a whole lot of crazy things. Um, we'll fish just four rods, and of course, those four rods are are meant to be out there. They'll all have at least one thirty braid on them with two hundred pound top shots, and we don't we don't like to have a lot of things in the water because, of course, when that fish bites, it's it's time to get him. And uh, you know, we're not necessarily working for uh, to get whammed with the bluefin. You're typically just looking for that one good bite. Right. And uh, see if you can see if you can land them. Of course, that's always uh, an interesting thing, especially since yeah. we don't have a tuna door. So we have a come-along winch, and uh, if our strong arms on board can't pull them over, we'll certainly use the winch for that. But uh, yeah. Tell me how you guys got started. I know the two of you fished together almost exclusively quite a bit. Tell me uh, how it all got started. Where you where you got your passion for fishing? Yeah, we grew up in um, in Western Branch in Chesapeake, and um, yeah, we we were on the the creek there. We did a lot of crabbing growing up. We were very fortunate that our dad and grandfather had a passion for the sport as well. So we started off at a very young young age. I think it's pretty much as the time we could stand. We were on a boat, but uh, Keith and I ran a, a crabbing operation all through high school, and uh, you know, of course, fished for a lot of species there in the river. And then started mating through high school and um, into college, and that kind of led us into where we are now. We we enjoyed it so much, and um, we decided it was something we wanted to do on our own. So it's it's been a, a fun ride, and you know we've met a lot of good people, and we really enjoy the uh, the activity of of watching folks catch their biggest fish of their life, or you know the target species they've been looking for. It's something yeah. we pride ourselves on is yeah you know, making friends. We, we like to uh, to make it enjoyable for everyone. You don't hear a whole lot of screaming on our boat unless it's, you know, cheers for success. Yeah. Right. Well, not only running a great sport fishing charter that you all work, work on together, but fishing together for such a long amount of time, you've got to have some advantages when it comes time to tournament season. Looking back over uh, 2015, it seems like you all had a really good year, and I was just curious if you could talk to us a little bit about some of the tournaments you fish. Yeah, well, we... Um we love you know, fishing the Virginia Beach tuna tournament, and um, we've gotten into we love fishing the rockfish tournaments, and then uh, some of the local cobia tournaments. Um, we were, last year we were fortunate enough in the Mid Atlantic to, to get the right bites and um, held on to them, and ended up pulling that one off and, and winning that one um, in 2015, 14, excuse me. And um, yeah, we we love tournament fishing. It's it's. It's fun. It adds a little, little uh, excitement to it, and um, then we've uh, some of the local cobia tournaments. We we were able to pull one off this year and ended up winning that one as well. Um, we had a real, real strong year this year. That's great. That's great. It's good to hear you've had success out on the water, and congratulations in doing that. I know there's a uh, sometimes a lot of pressure on catching the big fish, but with the uh, with the striped bass stuff, you know, looking at y'all's page. It's pretty obvious y'all have got that dialed in. Uh, Tell me a little bit about how that's uh, changed over the years and how you uh, go about targeting those fish. 
Well, it's it has changed a lot over the, the, the past years that we've been fishing. It went from, you know, just really putting out some a few parachutes to a few stretch lures to switching up to have, running double parachutes and multiple rods and now it's gotten so we're having to really switch things up and and slow troll the eels with planer boards and, and super light fluorocarbon. It's just it's um, gotten tough over the years, but the quality of fish have been really good this year. That's, that's one thing we can say. The, the bites are few and far between on you know, some days, but but the very very high quality fish. Yeah, I think you know one thing we've seen. <clears throat> You know, looking, I guess it's been four years ago since we had a real strong ocean season. And that's, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of things you can attribute to that. <clears throat> and that's probably a, another conversation for another night. But, um, you know, it, it is tough here in Virginia Beach because at one point we had 200 charter boats fishing every day all through yeah. from December all the way through. Typically you could go to Valentine's Day if, if the water temperatures held. But um, that's something that's, that's kind of part of the past, and it's it's a shame because, you know, be sitting here on the inlet on, on a Christmas Eve and, and see two or three boats go by where before you'd see a parade. But it, but as Keith mentioned, you know, things have just shifted. Um, now we're fishing up the bay where before we would be fishing, you know, as far south as, um, you know, from Kill Devil Hills, Wright Memorial, um, yeah. Duck Pier. Those were all hot spots for us um, back in, in those time periods. But, uh you know, it's a cycle, and we do have a lot of uh, a promising things going on. When you, you look at the, the fish that are up in the rivers right now, there's an abundance of uh, of the 20-inch fish. So, of course, yeah. those are our seed. We just have to hope that, that VMRC does it right and, and allows those fish to grow to that, that 36 to 40-inch class that we need, um, you know, for our consistent trolling bites. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. Sorry. Now I was going to say, guys, you know, with the the different species that you target, and a lot of the people that listen to the show, they're you know from one end of the spectrum to the other as far as experience uh, or, or knowledge. But a lot of them listen to the show to learn about going fishing in different areas. But with the different species that you have, if someone's listening to the show tonight and they want to book you guys for a charter, in order for them to, when would you recommend for them to get the full experience to fish? in your area, what would you suggest that they come do and what time of year? Yeah, typically we have, uh, as I mentioned, Memorial Day really kicks off the season. The first part of the summer when right here in in Lynn Haven Inlet, we're fishing the Cape Henry to Fisherman's Island area and the Bay Bridge Tunnel. So we're basically the gateway to the Chesapeake Bay. So we're having fish migrating in and out at, at certain times of year. And um, so certainly in the, in the Memorial Day period um, into, I'd say, July, we have a lot of fish hanging around here at the mouth of the bay. Once the water temperature warm up, you know, we have the ability to run up the bay to get to where those schools of, say, Kobe or Red Drum are hanging. So we're very flexible. And I, I tell folks, you know, if they're specifically targeting a cobia, they I would say uh, definitely in the June to September time frame. And we have a lot of mm-hmm. our clients that here locally that we certainly, uh, they like us to keep them in the loop and, and they'll they'll come on a moment's notice because, you know, one of the best days Keith and I had um, two years ago was actually on Halloween day down uh, just on the southern part of Virginia Beach in the ocean. There was, you know, more cobia than we had seen the whole season that it just stuck around for whatever reason. But, um, you know, right in that, that June to August into September, you're going to be able to catch any species in the Chesapeake Bay, which is, you know, a number, uh, spadefish, sheep's head, cobia, red drum, black drum, um, you know, flounder, and triggerfish. We we really have a lot. And then, of course, we also like to cater to the kids. We we do the, the spot, the croaker, um, and the sharks. You know, for family fishing, we have chumming for sharks, which are, you know, four three to four to five foot occasionally you get the big seven, eight foot sharks that roll in um, and trolling for Spanish and bluefish. So that, that's always a great time for, for the family that's looking for a little pullage. Nothing will get a kid excited more than catching a six, seven pounds, I mean, that six or seven foot shark. That's for sure. Exactly. Such a, 
with such a variety of different species, I have to imagine that you know, you're always having to be ready for whatever shows up. Tell us about the uh, the gear that you use and how many rods you usually have rigged up, and you know, in your peak summer season, how you go about having you know everything tied on that you might come run into that you might need. Yeah, that's that's gotten to be a challenge these days. It seems like you, you can never have enough rods and rod holders um, with the way the fish has gotten. But typically, you know, on a, on a Cobia trip, we, we like to have, uh, you know, three or four jig rods ready. And um, yeah. then we'll, uh, like, you know, bucktails. Um, and uh, we always like to have you know, a live bait ready for, you know, for the big boy when we see him. Um, usually that's rigged on a heavy spinning rod with, 60-pound fluorocarbon and a seven-odd hook, either like a little spot or eel. And um, usually keep that just, just in case you see a real big fish. Sometimes they'll, they'll shy away from the, from the bucktails or, or just to make sure you get a good hook set on them. Um, yeah. But that's our typical typical setup. And, um, of course, you want to make sure you got plenty of bucktails, too, if you run across a pack of reds. And then, yeah. then we'll always have some rods set up for... Yeah, you know, to do the bottom fishing thing and uh, flounder fishing and bait fishing and, and what have you. But uh can never have too many rods and, and rod holders. That's right. Look, looking at your uh, looking at your month following that kind of peak season with all the diversity, you, you really see striped bass season turn on. It sounds like in November and December, again, reviewing your, your Facebook page, it looks like y'all have, have gotten pretty good at putting this 40-plus pound fish in the boat. Uh, tell us how you rig up and go about t- targeting them. Yeah, you know, as we we were discussing earlier, the, the tactics have changed tremendously. Um, you know, we've gone from, you know, we used to carry 15 rods that were rigged up with double six-ounce parachutes and nine-inch sheds. Um, yep. So, you know, you'd have 15 rods out, but you'd actually have 30 baits in the water. And uh, at times you would load all those rods up, and that, of course, makes for a quick, quick limit. But uh, as Keith mentioned earlier, now we're down to trolling um uh, live eels Um, we're using bobbers in some cases Um, you know it kind of shifted originally the eel fishing started with bobbers and only bobbers and we've seen a a shift with some of the the tactics that have come out of freshwater fishing especially in the western part of the state some of the guys have brought in um, planer boards uh, and it's it's changed the dynamic a little bit allows you to spread your lines out um, you get more coverage and, um, and and we've gone to 30-pound, 30-to-40-pound uh, fluorocarbon leader. You know, it's, um, you know, of course, whether that matters or not, I don't know. But in your mind, you always want to give yourself the best advantage. And one thing we found is it's very strong. It's very uh, forgiving. And, and that's usually not our weakest link. It's, uh, it's It hadn't been a problem for us. But, you know, we're always looking for more fishing for them. We, you know, I like to fish structure. Um, always looking for bait. Of course, you always mark individual fish, but um, you're not you're not marking big packs of fish like we used to. So you really try to give yourself the best chance by by working those channel edges, working the structure, you know, looking for the bait. Sometimes you have a blue screen. Sometimes you're not marking anything. But if you have the confidence that you're on a ledge, you're on a structure, I, I go off of historical data a lot. Um, you know, where I've caught fish in years past, what were the water temperatures. You know, it, I, I try to stay out of the pack as much as I can, for better or for worse. Sometimes that's the, it's the best thing to do. Sometimes you shoot yourself in the foot. But I always feel like I'm better off competing against myself than, than uh, you know, 100 boats 50 yards from me. So, you know, those are things we kind of are looking at now. Unfortunately, out of Lynnhaven, we were, we were having to run up the bay about 45 miles um, to get to where that bait was and, and those fish. So it's it's kind of a void area that we have. And, of course, it was also uh, 80 degrees on Christmas Eve, so that brings a lot into it. Um, not very often we're wearing flip-flops and shorts. So, um, yeah, this was just an odd year, and typically those fish are a lot closer. But, um, but you know, you got to do what you got to do, and, and we enjoy it. We definitely uh, do everything we can to put our clients on the fish. Gotcha. How about tell us a little bit more on uh, our listeners a little bit more about the uh, the white marlin bite? As you said, you hear just a lot about that. It seems like usually in September there in in your area that bite really just gets cranking and turns on. So tell us a little bit about your uh, your experience targeting white marlin. Yeah, we've had 
you know, that's something we started doing when we were we were younger, uh, fishing with our dad. Fortunately, he had a, a 24-foot uh, Grady White at the time. And so we, we got introduced that to a young age, 10 or 12 years old. Of course, back then it was not nearly as strong as it is now. Um, you know, several guys have attributed to, to many things. A lot of the you know, folks will say the circle hooks that we're fishing with and then the circle hooks that the long line guys are using. But it, it's gotten really, really good. And, and the fishing you see out of Oregon Inlet up to Ocean City is just world class, and of course, including Virginia Beach. You know, we see a lot of um, every northeast blow, every little cold front that comes through here in September or, or August, you can you can bet that the next day that's calm, you're going to have a stack of white marlin out there. And they're going to be cutting bait and balling bait. And, um, you know, some sometimes they're on the seamounts. You know, we have a place here we call the Cigar. Um, and then, of course, we have a contour line that runs up 50 fathoms from the Cigar up to the Norfolk Canyon, which then um, just above that you have the Washington Canyon. So those are the areas we fish regularly. But also um, you'll find them in pockets of water that may be in a 1,000 fathoms. It's it's really, uh, you know, sometimes it's it's hard to find the, the big balls of them. But when you do, um, you know, it's, it's not uncommon in Virginia Beach in mid-August into September to get um, 20 shots a day, which is absolutely world-class. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's as known as well as it should be, but, uh, you know, there's some boats here in Rudy that, that specialize in, in the offshore gig, and, and they do some unbelievable work on a daily basis. Of course, we uh, we kind of – we've enjoyed doing a lot of small boat marlin fishing. We take – you know, we work on big boats. We meet um, in a lot of the tournaments, but we also enjoy taking our own boat out there. So it's right. just uh, kind of a pride thing. But um, yep. even on our small boat, you know, we still run two dredges. Um, we kind of tone it down. Instead of trying to run eight lines, we'll run four or five, you know, not to give the marlin too many chances uh, to make us look stupid. But um, <laughs> but it, it, it's a lot of fun, and it's something that, if anybody's looking for a world-class marlin opportunity, they they definitely should look at Virginia Beach in that mid-August into September time period because it's, it's truly world-class. That's awesome. That's awesome that y'all have gotten involved in, especially at such a young age. And, you know, with everything you've got going on, it's pretty clear that you're on the fish just about year-round, but it sounds like you also do quite a bit of duck hunting too. Is that right? We do, and I wish I had a good report for that, but... um kind of goes back to my shorts and flip-flop thing. Yeah, we, exactly. We're hoping for a better weekend and, and a good following week because uh, we just hadn't had the cold weather. Right. But, but years past, it, yeah, it's been really good, and that's something we do a little of as well. And I think, um, you know, something we may be rolling out for next year is, is doing some uh, some duck guiding as well. Uh, we've heard a lot of the same thing here in North Carolina. As the, the winter season just really – you know, it's just now showing up, so we'll we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. And obviously, that's going to have an effect an effect on fishing, but that'll put you guys on the bluefin line here before too long. And you know, hopefully, some ducks will roll through that area before too long too. Yeah, we're we're looking forward to both. We definitely are. I think uh, the bluefin are uh, are getting us getting us fired up. Keith's already been flossing leaders and putting on crank ons, and we're all spooled up. So. Just waiting to hear the word. Good deal. So guys, Good deal. Now for so guys, with, ahead, with uh, I was going to say with uh, you know those that are listening and they're you know wanting to book charters or find out more information about you guys, I wanted you guys to give them your website and also if they're wanting to book charters, how far in advance? I know a lot of people plan vacations and when they plan their vacation, they'll want to do charters, but. How soon in advance do they need to book a charter with you, and and where can they book a charter from you? Yeah, uh, the best place to find us is our our Facebook page, Grand Slam Sport Fishing. Um, we've um, you know been doing this. This is going to be our our fourth season with our own boat, so we've certainly built a clientele. And um, for folks that are coming into town and they want to make sure they lock in a spot, definitely. Um, as soon as they think they're going to be here, we, it's it's the best time to book a trip. Um, certainly around these tournaments, we we pretty much have been uh, getting chartered now for for almost all the big tournaments here locally. So so the times um, the peak times the summertime, of course, um, you know those dates book up fast. 
And then when we get around those those rockfish tournaments, we there's several here now that um, that folks are are always trying to lock in their spot. But um, but just give us a call, and uh, we try to work with everyone the best we can and be flexible. And if for some reason we're not available, we can we can put you on to one of our friends who uh, you know we we hold in high regard, and there's several of them here in Virginia Beach, and we we can make sure you get a fishing trip here um, while, during your stay. Yeah, why don't you make sure to share your number with us over there in case somebody's on, on the air right now and thinking about getting in touch with you. Yeah, our number is uh, 757-620-6397. Great, great. Well, as we're kind of wrapping up and coming to, to an end, I want to make sure I give you an opportunity. Anything else you want to share or anything else you'd like to talk about? No, I really appreciate uh, you having us on. And... Um, and, uh, you know, one thing to mention while we're on here, you know, something big in our area right now is, is the Menhaden fishery. And, you know, I'm not going to get on a, a soapbox here, but I, I would like to uh, to ask folks to check out the Chesapeake Bay Defense Foundation Facebook page and, uh, you know, Google some of the Menhaden fishing articles, um, yeah. you know, just to get a little more knowledge. There's a couple uh, bills in our house here in the General Assembly and the State Senate. They're very important to the fishing community. And, um, you know, like I said, we're commercial fishermen. We're not anti-commercial fishing by any means. But I, I don't want to take a stance here on the show, but, but I do think it's something that's very important for your listeners to, to look into because it not only affects the, the Chesapeake Bay here, but it checks, it affects the entire coast. Yeah. Um, that maiden is a very important fish to us. And, um, you know, if someone Googles it and does some research and, and decides that they want to take a stance on it, please, um, especially the folks in Virginia, um, send in emails to their senators and delegates. And, um, you know, that's something that, that the Bay is certainly being affected. And it's, um, you know, when we look at the future and what our kids are going to be able to catch, it, it's because yeah. the time is now when we have to make a decision. So Yeah, with Menhaden being such an important forage fish, just about everything that you target eats the Menhaden. And unfortunately, we do end up having to, you know, tackle a lot of the fisheries politics stuff from time to time on the show, but I think you're right. It's important that people are at least, if nothing else, informed on, on what's going on out there, and then you can kind of make a decision on where, uh, once you're informed, you can, you can make the decision that you feel appropriate. Exactly, exactly. Good deal. Well, we, we definitely appreciate you taking the time to call in. We're, we try to highlight, you know, being based out of Moorhead City, we, we spend a lot of time talking about the stuff that's going on right here in, in our area, but we really want to you know, broaden our horizons and highlight what's happening all up and down the Mid-Atlantic seaboard. So we're, we're just real thankful that you guys have called in tonight to talk to us about what's happening off Chesapeake Bay and out of Virginia, and uh, we wish you good luck in the upcoming year. Yeah, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll be down your way uh, for the Big Rock on uh, with our friends on the piracy. So good we'll, deal. we always good look deal. forward to that, and um, thanks again for having us. Thanks for taking the time to call in. We really appreciate it. All right, thank you. Have a good night. All right, guys, thanks a lot. Wayne, it's awesome to have Captain Daniel and Captain Keith with us to talk about uh, the fishery in the Virginia Beach area. And, I mean, what an impressive fishery. And, you know, one of the things, too, I'd like to thank uh, John, John Corbett on our team, uh, to to be able to link us up with these guys. And John does a a large amount of fishing and a larger larger amount of outreach for us in the Virginia area. So we definitely want to thank him and – Uh, to get those guys on the show to talk about what they're doing. I mean, what great things they're doing there, uh, and what a great fishery in the area. Yeah, I think the two of the main things you pick up on, and, you know, listening to them talk about what they're into is that, you know, first off, that they have been very successful, again, at kind of figuring out how to rig their 27-foot boat up to uh, to target just a wide variety of species, including some, you know, some monsters uh, getting ready for bluefin season. It's a... uh, Impressive feat to think of them out there, you know, mixing in with some of the big boys and catching some nice uh, quality fish, and you know, also just the, the diversity that's available to us here on the Mid-Atlantic coast. It's, uh, you know, it's one of the huge challenges being on, on the water as much as I am is being prepared for whatever could happen. And uh, sounds like they do a good job of being, you know, they're certainly aware of what could pop up, and they're rigged up for whatever's there in the area. And uh, you know, no doubt that they would be able to put you on some fish if you were to get out on the water with them. So it's like exciting to hear from them and to, to you know learn a little bit more about what's happening up off the Chesapeake Bay. 
Yeah, and you know what you know what we said about the midheaden piece too is you know that's something. Go educate yourself, figure out where your stance is, and you know whatever whichever side you feel passionate about, uh, definitely you know stand up for it. And that's something that we encourage people to do is educate themselves to figure out what you know what's going on and uh, what it's doing to the fishery and be able to take their stance on it, whatever that may be. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, here in, in Eastern North Carolina, the Menhaden Hayden Fisheries got a uh, a great you know history as well. It's you know one of the things Beaufort, Moorhead City, those areas are are known for uh, you know that for in the history of our community. But it's uh, you know, it's no doubt that when you you have problems with the forage species, that that's going to have an effect on uh, on all these other larger predatory species off our coast. And you know, there's been a you know, a lot of debate and a lot of discussion of what's happening up off the Chesapeake and out of the coast off Virginia right now. So it's, you know, it's good to hear from a local who's on the scene and who can, uh, you know, make sure to connect people with the uh, the legislation that's going on potentially right now and trying to, uh, and trying to make a difference more, more so we're always having to, uh, you know, unfortunately include that in the show because, but it is an important part of, uh, of what we do as much as fishing is a fun and enjoyable pastime, as, as they mentioned, if you don't, uh, if you don't take care of the resource, that that resource is, you know, exhaustible. And at a certain point, if we want to preserve it for future generations. We have to, uh, you know, we have to educate ourselves on these things, and we have to, you know, be willing to take a stand in some situations. And and I think that Menhaden Fisheries definitely one that's worth, uh, you know, educating yourself on. Yeah, and one of the things too is just wanted to uh, to make sure that everyone knows the Le Grand Slam uh, Sport Fishing Charters on Facebook. So make sure you find them there. If you heard them on the show, let them know. Um, you know, that's something that we like to let people know that if, hey, if you heard them on the show or uh, called them because of they were on the show, that's something we definitely appreciate. And also um, visit our Virginia Saltwater Fish and iFishVA.com uh, Facebook page as well. Uh, we share a lot of information, resources, news uh, from the Virginia area. So that's something that we do here at Point Click Fish to help people stay connected uh, to the Virginia area. And uh, I tell you, it's great to have those guys on. I look forward to getting them on again to kind of catch up with them, um, you know, as their season gets rolling, uh, you know, later in the year to be able to figure out what they're doing, what they're catching, because it sounds like it's always changing. Yeah, and the, the fact that they're a family organization, you know, brothers fishing together, and that they that they cater to families uh, also, you know, means a lot to us here at Point Click Fish. We talk a, a lot about, you know, the, the impact of getting – young people involved with the fishing industry and getting them out on some of their first fish. And it sounds like they're, uh, they're passionate about that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, um, I'm, I'm going to take this, get this caller real quick. We've got somebody calling on the line. So let, let me uh, get that real quick. Okay. Yeah. See who we got. Well, you're on the air with point click fish saltwater radio. Are you there? We'll see if Jay can pick them up as he's getting to them. We're uh, again just really appreciative that we've had the uh, the crew on tonight from Virginia Beach and the Grand Slam Sport Fishing Charters, and we're looking forward to uh, what will hopefully turn into a good bluefin tuna season for them. A lot of people off the coast right now, of course, talking about bluefin tuna. The, the wicked tuna crowd's probably you know getting geared up and getting everything ready, and you know we had some success off that during the month of December and January off the coast, but again, it just got so uh, so warm that it, it really affected the bite, but hopefully that bluefin bite will turn back on here pretty soon. You got them there, Jay? Yeah, we do. Um, I just wanted to see if the guys were able to call back in. Um, we had a question about ocean fishing um, off of uh, Virginia Beach right now, and uh, that was a question that we had on real quick. So if uh, John or Captain Daniel or Captain Keith are listening, let's uh, get it get an answer from them about the, the ocean fishing since the bay's closed right now on um, the caller yeah. we've got them on hold right now so we'll see if we can get some uh some up-to-date information from the virginia area on the ocean fishing right now yeah we'll see if we can get one of them back in and they talked a little bit about that and we talked on the phone earlier in the week so if not i might be able to share a little bit for them but i certainly wouldn't have the uh, amount of knowledge that, that they would have um, but as, as we're waiting jay what else uh what else have you got on your books for the Coming weekend, well, I tell you what, we got a caller real quick as well, so let's see if we we can get the answer real quick. Yeah, yeah.
All right, Wayne, I'm back, and uh, we've got Captain Daniel back on the line, so I'm going to get our gentleman with a question real quick back on, and uh, Captain Daniel's on here as well. Thanks for calling back in, Captain. Hey, sirs, this is uh, the Point Click Fish Saltwater Radio Show. We've got you live on the air here with Captain Daniel to uh, ask your question. Yeah, well, thanks again, and uh, uh, like I said, I appreciate the show. Uh, And my question is dealing with the rockfish season as far as uh, in the ocean now that it's closed in the bay. And I've, I've been trying to track it and I haven't heard of much, uh, much luck going on uh, as of right now. And if maybe he could give me a little insight, if, if they think it's going to improve or, or what? Captain Daniel, did you catch the question? Hello. Captain, Captain Daniel, did you catch that question? Tell him that number that I Let's see. I think we lost him. Let's see if he's going to call in real quick. Yeah, it sounded like they were going to try to call back in. We'll uh, see if we can get him back up again. But it's a, definitely a good question. A lot of, you know, a lot of interest on the uh, the ocean fish, and you know, it's uh, something here in eastern North Carolina. We used to get that that run of fish even south of Cape Lookout, but it's been. Uh, now, years now since we've seen them down towards Cape Lookout, they did show back up in Hatteras and, you know, north of Hatteras up around the Wright Memorial. Uh, I guess it was back three, four, about four or five years now that we had a really good run. So it'd be interesting to hear what their their prospects are for the for the ocean fish. Okay, guys, we've got Captain Daniel on the line here. Captain Daniel, you're live on the show. Okay, thanks. Sorry about that. No worries. Thanks for calling back in. We appreciate you calling back in. We had a caller who called in with a question. I don't know if you heard the question or not. Uh, yes, you said, uh, you know, just checking in on the ocean fishing right now. Yeah. For uh, forecast. You know, right right now we do have, you know, there has not been any ocean fish caught that, that I'm aware of. Um, and I, I keep a very close, keep my finger on the pulse there. Um, we do have a lot of whales here at the Cape, and we have a lot of bait. Um, I think the one thing we're lacking is the cold weather, which, of course, yeah. we're having this weekend. Um, I did get, you know, I keep keep in touch with guys up and down the coast and up in New Jersey. They're, they are still catching fish in the ocean. Um, they're getting closer to Delaware. There have been a few fish that have made it through Ocean City, but for the most part, the big mass is still up north. Um, I think you know, the one thing we are lacking is just that water temperature. And, um, you know, I, I can't say it's not going to happen because it certainly can. Um, but but at this point, I, I wouldn't discourage anyone from trying because we certainly, we have the bait, we have the whales, and I'm, I'm not so convinced there isn't some bluefin tuna out there swimming around right here off the Cape. We just don't have the coverage that we uh, we used to have when we had, you know, 100, 150, 200 charter boats going every day. So, yeah. um so I, you know, best advice I can give is get out there and give it a shot, and maybe you'll be the first one to catch that big ocean limit. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah, talking with some of my buddies up in New Jersey, they had a a great year on them. You know, through December, January, uh, they were still catching them right from the beach, forty plus pounders from the beach, which looked like a whole heck of a lot of fun. But it, like you said, it takes cold winter, cold winter weather to to push those fish south and also as you mentioned if you don't have a lot of boats out there on the search you never really know when they uh, when they show up it takes time to get out there and find them yeah exactly you know last year we were plagued with too cold of water you know this time <laughs> last year i think we had 38 degree water and uh right now we have 50 degree water so it's just a big swing yeah yeah mm-hmm. well we definitely appreciate you taking the time to call back in uh You've got a lot yeah. going on right now, but thanks for calling back in to answer that question for us. All right. Thank you. We really <laughs> appreciate your time, and, um, you know, so we look forward to being back on with you. Great. Look forward to having you guys back on, and uh, thank you again. All right. Thank you. Bye. That's and, always you know, great when, when we get a caller calling in. Yeah, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, that we definitely want to get out there. If you're listening to the show, you have a question or a topic that, uh, you know, you want us to talk about then or a question that we can research. We definitely encourage yep. that. You can email us. You can contact us at pointclickfish.com or the guest call-in number. And for those of you that listen to the show on a regular basis, make sure you write it down because it stays the same. It's 
888-646-9117. And that's something that we encourage people. We want you to call in. We want you to ask questions uh, because, you know, when we do these shows, we want it to be a dialogue back and forth. We want to answer questions that you want to, and we want to be able to make it valuable to everyone that listens. Um, you know, we got we can have uh, Wayne cracking jokes or, uh, you know, talk about fishing. And since it, we have a fishing addiction, it is quite easy for us to talk about fishing. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's an important part of what we do is trying to, you know, we do it for the audience and trying to make sure they can stay in touch with us. And, of course, one of the other great ways to stay in touch with what's going on is with our Facebook and our Instagram page. Both of those have got quite a following, and we try to you know, always have current update content that we are, we're posting and sharing what the, the network's been up to. So encourage people, if you haven't found us there yet, to check out our Facebook page or Instagram page and uh can always send us some photos of what you're up to out on the water, too. We'd love to share that with our audience and uh, try to, again, cover the, the wide spectrum of fishing, not only on the, you know, here in North Carolina, up the mid-Atlantic coast, but, you know, really all over. We like to be aware of what's going on and, and try to stay in contact with anglers all, all throughout the world. Hey, you know, one thing you said when you said on the water, it made me think of something the other day. I got a a new hook jacket for Christmas, and, you know, Hook Performance Fishing is, is one of our sponsors, and this this puffer jacket that they have is absolutely awesome, Wayne. I gotta I gotta show that to you. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it into the studio and uh, show it to you. But man, this thing is awesome. I, I I've been wearing it all the time. So you said that about being on the water, and it, it's just something that I've uh, really enjoyed since Christmas. Santa well, Santa brought me a hook, a hook jacket. <laughs> certainly, no uh, no doubt about it. This time of year, you you've got to dress appropriately if you are out on the water and. You know, I, I recommend keeping the boat on the water as much as possible, regardless of the season. There's still you know, surprises to be had. And you know, right now in eastern North Carolina, even though the weather temperatures have dropped, there's probably still some stray speckled trout around there. I don't think the water's gotten too cold for them to bite. You just have to slow your retrieve and you know be prepared for a very, very weak and soft bite. But there's probably some of them still out that are willing to eat a bait. And with water temperatures where they're at, there's a still the chance to get a red drum to bite. And I've, I've caught red drum here in North Carolina year-round. Uh, you find them really in tight schools during the winter. So even if you don't catch any, just being out on the water this time of year, going into the super shallow, skinny water is, is really exciting because you can find schools of three, four, five, six, you know, over a 1,000 fish sometimes uh, stacked up along the beaches and in the coastal bays here in our area. And uh, just to see that's amazing. But then to get them to bite is uh certainly pretty cool and, and we've had luck you know catching drum and water is as cold as 43 that seems to be that 43 44 degree temperature mark seems to be the, the the key temperature when it gets colder than that it's it's almost impossible to get them to feed but uh as long as it stays in that mid to upper 40s range uh you can still get those reds to bite especially if you're using a uh, scented bait and you're uh, you know sometimes the technique of dead sticking that scented bait and you see the school in which direction it's moving you put that bait out in front of them and just let it sit there and let them come up on it. And uh, you can still get on fish, and there's certainly no reason to, to stay off the water altogether, but you've got to dress warm, and you, you really need to be out there with somebody else. Uh, you know, for safety's sake, there's a, a lot of risk involved in being on the water this time of year, but if you, you plan accordingly, it's uh, it's still a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and actually, I, I wanted to check this while you were talking, is that jacket's actually still on sale. So anyway, just wanted yeah. to let people know it's on sale, hookgear.com. It's the puffer jacket. Uh, if you're looking for a, a warm jacket for the outdoors to, you know, go fishing in, it, that's probably a good one. It's 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 awesome. But uh, yeah. anyway, it's on sale, hookgear.com. That's another thing I want to talk about is as we're doing the show, different gear, different, you know, we go to all these shows and get to see all this cool new gear that comes out. And that's something I want to start talking about is some of this cool gear that we see or use or people tell us about because it's uh there's some cool stuff out there yeah and it's certainly great to have a company like hook that's uh you know sponsoring our show helping us do what we do along with rigid led and you know crystal coast graphics there's just a, a lot of people who support what we do so we're we're thankful to have them on board and it's a, a great opportunity to share a little bit about their their product and uh you know how to how keep you safe and keep you warm out on the water and uh Mark Davis, Big Water Adventures. He's in uh, Vegas at Shot Show, and uh, mm -hmm. you know he was nom he was nominated for the Best Fishing Show for an Outdoor Sportsman Award. So um, we definitely wish him well. And I believe that, if I'm not mistaken, it may be tonight. 
but I, I believe it's this week. Um, so anyway, it's, we wish him luck, and there's some great TV shows that are uh, in that category, but wish, it, wish him best of luck with that uh, this week. Yeah, most certainly a regular on our show and get to spend some time talking to him and you get to spend some time out on the water with him from time to time. Uh, certainly another good thing about winter is you can kick back and relax. If you can't get on the water, you can uh, you can watch some of the great television that, that's on, on the air on the, uh, the Outdoor Channel and other networks that help connect you with the, uh, the, the fishing industry here in our area. Yeah, absolutely. Once again, we definitely would like to thank Captain Daniel, Captain Keith Legrand, Slam Sport Fishing Charters out of Virginia Beach, Lynn Haven area. Um, if you're listening to the show and uh, you want to head into the area, we definitely encourage you guys to give them a call. Check them out on Facebook. They post a lot of updates, and um, they definitely seem to find the fish. So we thank them again for joining us on the show. Um, we encourage you all to head over there to their Facebook page, let them know, give them a call, and uh, give them a shot. Yeah, and, of course, we thank our audience for tuning in with us tonight. It's always fun to Look forward to Thursday nights where we have a chance to come together here in the studio and uh, talk fishing, talk about point point fishing, what we've been up to, and to learn from others like them. So it's uh, you know, my, my pleasure being here with you again this week, Jay, and we'll have another big show lined up for you next week. Keep an eye on our Facebook page, and we'll have the, uh, the topics hopefully for the next several weeks that we'll be advertising here soon so we can get the publicity out and uh, you know, continue to grow and develop with this uh, radio show that we've had active now for you know a number of years, but we're really excited to be, you know, coming to you on a regular basis and taking it to the next level here in 2016. We definitely like to bring people quality fishing entertainment. So again, thank you all for joining us on the show. Thank you, Captain Keith, Captain Daniel for joining us. And we will be back here next Thursday, right, Wayne? That's right. That's right. Everybody, hope you have a great night. All right, guys, we'll see you next week, eight o'clock. And if you don't miss the show, if you miss the show, remember pointclickfish.com. You can listen to all the shows and also on, you can download the latest show from pointclickfish.com on iTunes as well. So until next time, everybody stay safe on the water. you enjoyed today's show for more information show notes updates or to join the saltwater fishing community visit pointclickfish.com don't forget to catch live streams and future shows at saltwaterfishingradio.com until next time thanks for listening stay safe on the water and tight lines